Hi guys, welcome back. We're going to do something a little differently in today's episode. We're actually going to start a new season. Now, I shouldn't make it sound too fancy because really all that means is I thought I was going to take a step back. And for the next few episodes, I want to kind of stick to a certain theme. Up until now, I've been kind of just chatting with you and encouraging you on whatever topics cross my mind. But I thought for the next few episodes, we will focus on some behind the scenes things, some things that maybe you guys would find interesting, either just because hopefully it's interesting, or maybe you've thought you would like to know more about either blogging or maybe getting a book published or podcasting, all the kind of stuff that's like the work side of my life, the stuff I don't usually talk about. I know I'm usually talking about the garden and the chickens and the things going on in the kitchen, but let's take a step back for this season. Let's talk about behind the scenes and hopefully you'll learn a few things and find it interesting. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. Honestly, I'm kind of excited about this and I'm also kind of hesitant because I'm really not sure if it is something that you guys want to know more about. So let me know, actually reach out to me. And if this is a topic you like, let me know. So I kind of can gauge how many episodes I should devote to this. Um, but I'm also a little hesitant because honestly I could go on and on about this topic. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't. I really will limit it to a few episodes, but there's so many things that I find fascinating the more I go about this thing I do that I get to call work, I just find it intriguing. And the deeper I get, the more fascinating it is, the more I learn. Um, There's just so many aspects to this world of being a writer these days. And you don't even have to be a writer if you're interested in knowing more about a podcast, right? Just the world of, of encouraging or the world of teaching. It's exploded in the past five years or decade, the way things have changed and the way we can communicate. It's all intriguing. So it was hard to know where to start, but I thought, you know what? This platform, of course, where you are now connecting with me is a podcast. I mean, sorry that I just stated the complete obvious. (laughs) So let's start there. Let's start by doing some myth busting. I'm going to break down six myths about podcasting that I've either heard or that I myself thought before I jumped on this bandwagon. And if it's something that you think someday, you know, maybe I'd like to have a podcast, then this episode is absolutely for you. Oh, before I do that, though, before I start, I was just going to dive into the first myth. But before I do that, I wanted to remind you what I explained in the last episode, that I'm really excited about this new page that I have set up on Solely Rested 
just for you guys, just for my tribe. I have so many special offers, coupon codes, and great products that I have come in contact with recently that I put them all in one place for you. Go check out solelyrested.com slash coupons and let me know if there's something there that makes your day completely awesome. I hope so. Okay, the first myth. This one, I totally, I was 100% behind the belief in this myth. It's just one more thing. I think a lot of people think that. If you are a writer, if you do have a blog, maybe you have a YouTube channel, and you hear about people starting a podcast, and you think, why? There's so many more things I could do on the current platform where I am. In fact, maybe you might even just have an Instagram page, and you've built up a following, and it's super fun, right? And you think, why would I want to do anything else? There's so much more I could do to build this. That's where I was. I totally thought I have spread myself too thin already. Like I don't do a good enough job in any of the places that you can find me. And by the way, I still totally believe that it is totally true. I am a perfectionist at heart. I realize, but it's true. I could be doing a much better job anywhere that you come in contact with Michelle Visser whether it is on the page of my blog, over on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram page, in the Pinterest world, wherever it is you come in contact with me, I 100% guarantee you, I could be investing more time there and I could be doing a more thorough job. But of course, we all have limited time and we have to be careful if we're going to spread ourselves too thin, then everything just gets really weak, right? And that's how I looked at podcasting. But the thing is, I really wanted to do it. And the other thing is so many of you, like again and again, we're like, Michelle, why don't you have a podcast? Michelle, do you have a podcast? Michelle, I really love listening to your voice. I join you on your Facebook lives every week. Are you doing a podcast? Cause I want to be able to download it and listen to it in the car. Like that's the things you guys were telling me that I got enough of those comments from you all, by the way, thank you. And it was enough that I thought, on it. That's one thing I've really wanted to do, so I'm going to figure out how to do it. But even after I made that decision, I totally still thought, it's just one more thing. I hope I'm not burning myself out. I hope I'm not wearing myself so thin that I kind of just start to fray. (laughs) But this is what I discovered. Podcasting is like a whole different way to connect with each other. The audience via your podcast sees a very different side of you. There is nowhere else that I can just sit and chat. I mean, there is also the advantage, by the way, that unlike Facebook Lives or YouTube store, not YouTube, (laughs) Instagram stories or YouTube videos, I don't have to care about what I look like. I mean, right now I am wearing a really old gray hoodie that has seen much better days shorts that do not match. And my hair is pretty much a disaster, (laughs) but you wouldn't know that if I hadn't told you, right? So that is definitely a benefit to podcasting over those other genres I just mentioned. But I kind of felt like, 
what's really the difference? If I'm doing those other things, why do a podcast too? But it's a different way to connect because in all those other places, I like, how do I explain it? I have more of a set goal. Like there's a little lesson I'm going to teach you, quote unquote, or there's a little something I want to show you. But in a podcast, I, I really can't, I should have thought this through better because I'm having trouble figuring out how to explain it. Um, in a podcast, it's it's just a different side. Like even if I'm talking about the same thing that I wrote a blog post on, the content's going to be different. And that's because I wind up chatting with you. It's It's kind of like we're sitting on the couch across from each other and we're chatting and I'm telling you about this blog post, but like I said, it's, it's me telling you about it, right? So I wind up giving you the backstory and it's just a lot more informal than like a written blog post where the grammar is correct and the punctuation is all there and even more informal than like an Instagram story because an Instagram story, I could delete if I get it totally wrong. Well, mind you, I could delete a podcast too, but I'll be honest with you. It's kind of a pain if I make a mistake and I'm like, oh shoot. And I pause it and then I have to start a new track and I have to kind of blend them together. And the whole editing thing is kind of a pain. So I'm less likely to edit myself than I would in any other format. So maybe that's also part of what I mean about it's a different way to connect because it's really more raw. You, you get more raw Michelle, <laughs> like it or not, right? Um, another myth, people think that you have to be an expert reporter. Like if you're going to have a podcast, you have to be like Walter Cronkite. I mean, you have to be able to answer or to interview people and ask the right questions and to get the ear of somebody important. And mind you, there are podcasts like that some of them I love that it's really fun to listen to interviews and people really are kind of expert reporters, but that's not the general podcast. And you all, if you've listened to any episodes here, you know, that's definitely not the way that's not the vibes of this one. Although I do have a few interviews that I've been talking to people about that I'm hoping to get on my calendar. So you might hear a few interviews now and then on here, at least I hope so. Cause I think it'd be ultra fun. I have to figure out the technical side is really what's holding me back. I really have to get that nailed down before I can do many interviews. But again, I'm going off topic as I seem to usually do, which is another thing about podcasts. I feel like I get more off track and sometimes that's kind of an interesting side note, but you really don't have to interview anyone ever in order to start a podcast. You certainly can have people on, but you don't, if you do want to do that, you don't have to be like a Barbara Walters and know the right thing to ask. So you're going to draw out the right emotions in the person you're interviewing. In fact, the person that you bring on your podcast that you do that to would probably be pretty ticked. I mean, I guess a lot of Barbara Walters (laughs) people were pretty ticked that she actually brought them to tears the way she did time and again. Um, But in reality, the person that you bring on to your podcast they would, they're going to be a little nervous, most likely, and they're kind of afraid of what you're going to ask. And they would much rather plan that ahead of time with you. So you can just ask them, what would you like to talk about? And you can get the questions from them. 
it really is so much more simpler than trying to be, you know, a Dateline reporter. And of course, you can have the questions ironed out ahead of time completely. You can have, you know, a nice little script that you follow. It'll still be informal. You'll still have some off-the-cuff conversation. But trust me, you don't have to be an expert reporter. The third myth about podcasting that I want to bust, that sounded weird, but that's what we're doing, right? Myth busting, um, is the fact that people think you have to be a tech expert. Now, this myth got me hung up on for a while because, I mean, that's one reason I just didn't even think about starting because I thought, I don't even know how to do that. Um, And... I certainly could do a much better job, (laughs) that is for sure, but it is definitely something you can figure out and learn if you have the right resources. But even better than that, you can absolutely hire an editor. You can hire a tech expert who will do all the work for you. You simply record it, he or she will tell you exactly how to do it, and you give them the file and they make it beautiful. They put the fancy music, they put an intro, and they put something at the end. And if you want to have a sponsored podcast and add a commercial, they can do that. Like, you can totally, the sky's the limit, you can absolutely hire a tech expert. And in fact, that's one of the interviews that I want to do. I think it'll be my first interview. I want to bring Aiden Carpenter on, who is a tech expert that I personally know in the podcast world. And I think he'll have some great tips and tricks that will help you. So stay tuned for that episode if this is something that you're concerned about. But for now, I'll just tell you, you absolutely do not have to be a tech expert. Okay, myth number four, nobody will listen. While I should say that could happen. I mean, I absolutely thought it might happen to me. I absolutely thought that maybe I'd get three downloads per episode and... I would just cry. And I remember thinking, well, how long will I go on? How many will I record and give it a try before I realize, look, Michelle, a whole 12 people have listened. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) quit. Like I really had that thought, but it's not like that. There's so many ways to promote your podcast. If you have any other platform at all, it's a great way to tell that audience, oh, look what I'm doing, you know, and every time you have a new episode, you can tell the people that know you anywhere else, oh, here's my episode. And if you don't have quote unquote a platform, if you just have your own personal Instagram, your own personal Facebook page, those are great places to let your friends and family know, here's my new episode. And you will probably be surprised at how quickly you realize people really are listening. Now, it is important to have a topic that people want to listen to, right? And that leads to the next myth that it's impossible to choose a topic. I will tell you, I did struggle with it for quite a few months. Once I got to the point that I'm like, okay, I want to do this podcast thing. If I ever figure out the tech side, what would it even be about? Like, I know I want to do it, but what would it really be about? There are so many things I could focus on. The very first thought I had was my entire podcast would be all about maple syrup because at the time I had just put my book out into the world and I was so on fire about that topic and I was going to different um, events and speaking about it. People were hiring me to travel across the country and talk to them about it. And I, I just... 
I thought, there's a lot there. Maybe that's what my podcast will be about. And you know what? It could be that there is totally, uh, yeah, it could be. That could be my podcast, simply maple syrup. But I knew that wasn't enough for me. Like I knew there were so many topics that I love talking about and encouraging people in those areas that I didn't want to eliminate any of that. So for me, what it was is it was thinking about what are all those topics what do they have in common? And what do I have in common with all those topics? And for me, it just came down to the fact that our family six years ago had completely changed the way we live, like on a dime, on a heartbeat, blink of an eye without really even realizing what we were doing. (laughs) And we realized of no um, credit to ourselves. Like I said, it just really fell in our lap, but we started realizing we could make a choice to live life more simply. And we also learned very quickly that it wasn't easy. And when I saw that theme in my life, and I saw that that theme was interwoven in all those other topics that I like talking about, I hit the nail on the head and I knew what this podcast was going to be about. But it did take me many months. So it might not be a thought that just drops in your head, although it might, if you have one of those thoughts, like especially if it's 2am, right? Write it down because that might be the mind blowing next most fantastic podcast ever. If you have one of those thoughts, one other thought that I had that I still actually think about pretty often to the point that I think if I had just more hours in a day, I seriously would do two different podcasts because there is something else I would love to do. That second thought I had was to do, um, reading books, to read books aloud I love doing that. And I miss those decades that I got to do it with my kids. Okay. It wasn't really decades. I'm not quite that old, but I, I loved reading out loud to the kids and I miss it. And I actually, I don't know if, I think I might've shared this in episode, in the premiere episode, but daggone it. I can't remember now. I don't know if you guys know I, in my previous life, am a professional storyteller. And I love doing that. I love getting in front of a room of hundreds of people ranging from kindergartners to grandparents and doing like a family story time. I love that. So the performer in me and the reader in me and the lover of a great story in me often thought about, oh, there are so many books in public domain that are just, you know, free and available to use. I could totally start a podcast where I'm just reading these great books one after another. I could like do that for the rest of my life and be a happy, happy lady. (laughs) So, um, it's, there are so many things, so many options, so many topics you could choose from. Trust me. It is absolutely a myth that it's impossible to choose a topic. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, honestly, the only limit to what your topic could be is your own imagination, right? And and your abilities and your knowledge. I mean, you don't want to be somewhat knowledgeable about the topic that you choose. (laughs) But um, before you even tackle those questions about what will your podcast name be and how will you format it and how long will it be? I mean, really, there's just a fundamental question you want to ask yourself to come up with your topic. If this is something you're wanting to do, ask yourself why do I want to do a podcast? Right? Like, why is that interesting to me? And 
also ask yourself, what do I love telling people about or reading about or learning about myself? You know, what topic really gets me excited? And when you put that together, the why you want to do it and the what gets you excited, your concept is probably going to fall into place for you. At least I hope it does. And finally, I told you I was going to myth buff. (laughs) I hate it when my tongue gets like totally twisted or totally fat in my mouth, you know? I told you I was going to myth bust six myths about starting a podcast, right? So the sixth one is that it's impossible to monetize a podcast. I left this one till the end because this is the one that I still can't really give you a good answer on. That's not true. I I have an answer for you or I wouldn't have even brought it up, right? I would have just made it five myths that I was busting. (laughs) I have an answer, but I don't have the perfect solution, the perfect algorithm, the perfect way to do it. Because obviously I am still working on it and I haven't made one single penny from this podcast yet, which does make this line of work really hard. I should be totally honest with you. I have been working at being a professional writer for uh, six years now, and it's really hard because for the first, oh, four and a half, going on five years, (laughs) I didn't make a penny. And in fact, the opposite was true. I had to spend money because you have to spend money to um, host a website And you have to spend money to, well, to do all kinds of things. I don't even need to go into the details. It's not a lot of money, mind you, not a lot at all, but it can end up to be four or $500 at the end of a year. And if you've made $0 or $5 and 45 (laughs) cents, it's really not something you can call a job, is it? Um, But in the end, I have figured out a way to monetize a lot of the platforms where you find me. Mind you, I'm still really poor. And (laughs) you know, they say that writers are almost always poor. It's just a fact. Thankfully, I have other gigs that do bring in some paychecks that I that I love as well. Um, In fact, I'll leave a link in the show notes to more information about how I make money revolving around my writing and my simple lifestyle. But Anyway, um, affiliate links and company sponsorships and um, the fact that there are free services and free options available too, like I pay to send out a newsletter every week to anyone who follows my, you know, my blog or is subscribed to my subscriber library. I'll leave links in the show notes about that information as well, too. By the way, I have a fantastic, okay, that's totally tooting my own horn if I say I have a fantastic subscriber library. So I'm not going to say that because that sounds really boastful, but there's a lot of great information that I honestly often forget is even there because I put something there and a year and a half later, I don't remember all the stuff I put there, right? But if you want to know more about my subscriber library and the resources that I put there just for my subscribers, that is the only way you can access it. And once you subscribe, you then will receive, I should say weekly-ish, I said weekly, didn't I? A weekly-ish e-newsletter that is just really simply full of tips to encourage you. Um, 
If you want to know more about that, I'll leave that link in the show notes. I feel like I've been saying that a lot in the past few sentences. (laughs) Um, Okay. So anyway, I pay for my email subscriber. It's actually often more that I put out from that than I gain from it in that particular area. But I have other areas that I figured out how I can gain money monthly. So, and and basically it's mainly the first two things that I said, the affiliate links and the company sponsorships. But it's so important as you learn how to do that and you, you know, swim through those waters and figure it all out. It's so important to always keep first and foremost, your your morals and your integrity that you are absolutely only going to take on affiliate links or a company sponsorship from somebody who you know is really awesome. Because I have a feeling if I wasn't really set on that from the very beginning, I have a feeling I would have, I don't know, maybe sold myself out and, and got to the point that I was just worn out, burnt out and didn't like what I was doing anymore. But instead, I let the process take a long time to find out the, the products that I love for doing certain things in my kitchen or in my garden or with the dog. And then getting to know the companies that offer these products, getting to know what my choices are and meeting some people at these companies, either virtually or in real life and figuring out the perfect things, the perfect connections. It gets me so excited sometimes when I think about it. And it's taken me a long time, but it was so worth it. So I'm not sure. I, th- I have a feeling I'm being a little vague in all of this because I don't want to, I mean, I could spend hours explaining to you how I made the connections and what products I love, but I don't think any of that's really important. What's important is for you to understand that whatever topic you're going to choose for a podcast, there are absolutely things, resources, products, companies, services that relate to that topic that you could research and you can find ones you love and then you can get to know them and explain to them, Hey, I'm doing this podcast all about X, Y, or Z and your X, Y, or Z is the best I found. And I would really like to offer that to my listeners and you can develop that relationship. You might wind up having them tell you, Hey, let me offer your readers a cute or your listeners a coupon and a special. And it gets really, really fun to suddenly be able to introduce others to something that you have researched in depth and fallen in love with, and even to be able to do it at like a discount or with a special code or coupon. It's, it's awesome guys. And that little by little is how you can monetize a podcast. Like I said, I haven't figured it out with this podcast yet, but I, I have a lot in the works and I've been doing it on my blog and my Instagram page for a while now. And I love it. It's so fascinating how it all works. But, um, that actually is why I started off this episode telling you to make sure you go check out solelyrested.com slash coupons, because that is where I house this information of products I love and the specials that these companies are offering me that they're offering you, I should say, through me. So go check out solelyrested.com slash coupons and you'll get a little bit of a feel for what I'm trying to explain. And I think that that covers the six myths. Huh, I got to the end. And I'm going to check with Aiden Carpenter and I'm going to figure out when I can bring him on 
and we're going to talk more in depth about the technical side. I'm going to get you guys some tips and tricks that I don't even know because I need to go to the expert to, to find them out and to learn them myself. And if this is a topic you're interested in, watch for that future episode. Meanwhile, we'll do some other episodes about how I make money writing, how I got a book published. And you know what? We're also going to do an episode, I was just thinking about this, on how to start a business. Maybe you're not into this whole electronic business thing with podcasts and blogs and Instagram pages. Maybe you have an actual hands-on thing that you love doing and you're wondering, could I start a business out of that? Could that become an income for my family? It absolutely can. So we will do an episode encouraging you in that direction because I have a few different examples in our family's life that I would love to share with you. So I hope you like this first episode in the second season of Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. And if you aren't yet subscribed, please do so so you don't miss a future episode. Just go over to your favorite podcast player and subscribe there. And while you're there, if you want to take just a second to leave me a quick review, I would really appreciate it. Just like Karen P. did. Thank you, Karen. She wrote, love your blog and podcast. You guys are awesome. And if you ever have difficulty finding the show notes, simply go to solelyrested.com slash podcast, where you will find links to everything we've talked about in each episode. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me. And I hope that everything is fantastic in your neck of the woods.